thought I was gonna witness more cop chasing. Oh yeah, in real life we haven't actually witnessed. This never happens. This is the Men in Black opening, by the way. What? Of the movie? Oh. It's just like how Will Smith is introduced in Men in Black. Mm, I don't remember the Men in Black trailer. Ooh. What do you want? Give me a name! Give me a name! <laughs> they just fall two stories onto a car and he's just like... Are you totally here to take fun. Nan O'Connor? Hell no. She's my friend too. Oh, that I ain't coming back. This is where my jurisdiction ends. And this is where mine begins. What's <laughs> this? Stop someone from telling them you're a cop. The same thing that's keeping me from telling them why you're really here. A lot has changed. You're right. Original cast, new model, ooh, original ooh. parts. Ooh. Was this framed as a reboot? That was like, cause like we were talking to our friend and he was like, oh, yeah, enjoy your reboot. reboot. And I was like, it's a reboot? I thought it was just a sequel. It's definitely not a reboot because the relationships from the original movie uh, are, sta are already there. Hello and welcome back to Fast and Furious. My name is Koi, this is Alberto. We're going through the fourth one, Fast and Furious. Um, so yeah. Just jump the gun there. No, no. Uh, we're, let's let's not slow ourselves down. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> the relationships because because you know they s the the evil what was it the um, you called him he's like Mexican Gilbert Godfrey yeah Mexican except he doesn't Gilbert have Godfrey. the voice but he kind of looks like Mexican Gilbert Godfrey yeah so that's what we can call him from now um, um, but no he he asked them if they knew each other and they're like. He dated my sister. Yeah, and she's all like, that's all you have to say to me after five years? And I was like, okay, so it's been five years. Yeah. Which means that I don't think Tokyo Drift actually happened. Tokyo Drift Han happens later, right? Like, so that's what annoying. they did with this one was they um, they did the first movie, second movie, third movie, and then chronologically, they fit this movie in before the third one. I feel like there needs to be a better like rewatch order where it's like don't watch Tokyo Drift until like Han is no longer in them anymore because he went and died and like because like then also well also like you don't really care about Han because he's in it for like what like five minutes and then he like leaves and he's like oh I gotta go to Tokyo and it's like I hear oh. they have some cool things in Tokyo yeah and it was like well now now you just I'm 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 not a smart movie watcher especially when it comes to these <laughs> movies like make it easy for me man. Well, this this one was really I found it so. I just checked; it was like three hundred and eighty million dollar uh, gross. Hmm. So it's, we're starting to get into big money. Well, because Vin Diesel's back. Vin's back. Paul Walker's back. Michelle Rodriguez is back for a small period of time. Spoiler Han's alert. back for a small period of time. Um, was it w the th the first thing that struck me was how Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel like they were only back for that opening scene or whatever yeah but they were both way better michelle rodriguez was like way more interesting the their relationship was way more vibrant than the first movie like they actually felt they like had chemistry they had chemistry and they were both just i guess it was eight years that they've been working now and making movies right. so eight years later they come back and there's a budget and they're struck me as they were just better like they were just both better performers yeah, I'm actually kind of upset that they killed Letty because I mean, also they need like room for Vin Diesel to like have sex with a bunch of other women in subsequent movies. I assume. Like, I love how women are just hanging off of him all over the place. It's such a random. 
Also, like, they had been dating since, like, high school. Like, him and Letty had been together since high school. (laughs) And, like, they grew up together and all this kind of stuff. And they had this, like, Mm. classic relationship. And it was very cute. And, like, okay, so. But then you can't have your lead be a sex symbol. It's true, but that's why you have Paul Walker, who keeps who dating his sister. Which he's I d- a bad sex symbol. Paul Walker is like a really bad. He's also a very bad law enforcement officer. Married. All of the law enforcement is horrible, right? Like they did once again. They did this the horrible law enforcement where he's hired or he's FBI now because that's he great. Can never be FBI um, with his record. Uh, with his driving skills. <laughs> okay. Sorry. How do you know that? Oh, that's the car I drive. Um, sorry, I don't want this to turn into just like poking fun at moments because that exists everywhere online. We're really breaking down the the intentionality of the story here. Are we? Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's okay. great. No, um, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah, FBI. I've already lost the track because like, who the fuck cares? No, um, they they make once again. There's like a race to see if you can do the job, right? Like, I feel like we've already seen that. Yeah, problem solving with cars. Like there's only so many problems you can solve with cars. So in Too Fast, Too Furious, they no, have no, to do a you race. You can solve all problems. Sorry, with my cars. bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You can actually can solve all problems with cars. Now that I've seen this movie, I realize that. Uh, in this, in Too Fast, Too Furious, they have an audition race. Yes. To get a cigar, in this movie, don't they have another audition race? They do. They have to like go race, and then there's those two guys that die. And it's and it's like who's shutting the streets down. Which I have to appreciate the writing is getting tighter. Like, the writing is acknowledging more little moments. Like, mm-hmm. by the way, the, the streets won't be empty. <laughs> and yeah, like, this is actual dangerous shit. Yeah. And um. Um, I found a moment really good when he's, they're in their uh, audition race. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the, no, it's the real race because they have the GPS uh, convention going to, like, help explain where they're moving that gps uh cgi montage mm-hmm. i thought was a really good storytelling um struck like tool yeah because it helped help. sorry it helped us it, like it helped us understand where we were in the world yeah it also like helped um it kind of covered up it it probably reduced their budget in terms of needing to do driving stunts yeah and show like kind of where the race is and tell the story of the race help them cover without using lost shots yeah without yeah. like li- without having to do those cutaways to the like the face of the person and the yeah. and the um cutaways to the pedals and all that stuff they saw it a little bit there but i think using that that kind of method i think was really helpful um which was some like we really complained about that in Too Fast, Too Furious, and yeah. I think that really kind of filled that niche in terms of like being like, now we're even more dangerous, but we're not going to spend more money on stunts because it's expensive. Well, it's, well it was a lot of money on CGI. It definitely replaced doing something like a crane, um, like a helicopter or a drone mm-hmm. shot to be like, where are they in space? Yeah. And that was yeah the kind of complaint. I mean, that's the born identity issue with fighting. It's like what's happening or the Transformers. It's like who who's in the scene where are they in relation to each other and what's actually happening and in a car race it's tough because the space is linearly like very large right Mm -hmm. because it's miles and miles um and if it's in a city street like where are they in this city where are the turns where are the straight aheads yeah and if you don't know the city it doesn't really matter but as a audience you want to know like turns equal difficulty like you know like Mm -hmm. so therefore you want to know like and what are they coming up and paul walker gets off course and like they have the fun like little they do they do two or three times where he tries to get back on but he wasn't looking correctly at the gps and so he's like actually not on a road that does connect back to the race yeah but i was gonna say what's really nice about that whole gps thing was like it it worked well as a storytelling technique but then right at the end because it keeps telling them how far away they are. And then right at the end, they're like, you're a quarter mile. And the quarter mile, that's the distance of a drag race, which is the whole series is set up on it. And they get to the end of this like big, long race sequence, and then they have a quarter mile straight away when they're already neck and neck, him and Dom. And it's like, oh, okay, so they were able to like get in a drag race and like get in that, um, what we've already discussed is boring straight ahead for 10 seconds. Um, yeah, but there was like stakes involved because and, and stakes, it was interesting they because set of it up their well. relationship. Yeah, it was. It shows you like how much when you set up something w- with good story and good characters, like it really works. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the best drag race in the series so far. I think 
because Dom hits it too early. And like we've already had that moment of like, oh, you hit it too early. Like characters have already told other characters in their own car um, of like you hit that Nas too early and then they kind of hit it later and beat them. And Paul Walker like looks like he might have evolved or, or, or matured more than Vin in that in that like uh, Dom Toretto hits his early and Paul Walker's like, oh, you hit it too early. And then he does hits his Nas. But then Vin does his like fancy driving and just uh, skids him out by bumping his back wheel. I thought that was like a great example of using, I mean, cars are the solution to all problems in this series, but it was a great example of progressing the plot and describing their their relationship as characters yeah. and showing the skill and like the kind of uh, how they operate. Like Dom hit struck me as like chaotic neutral chaotic good using like the D D because mm-hmm. like he's you know i didn't know there were rules like he's kind of willing to do whatever it takes yeah even though he's not gonna rat him out for being a cop like yeah i don't know i thought that moment was like i want to i want to praise it because these the, the one th- interesting thing about these series is that structurally they are written fairly solid like you can't really except for the fact that the cops are horrible always can't do anything I've been talking I, a lot. Can I go on a rant about the Yes. Cops? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many problems. As you as you know, if you are seasoned listeners, <laughs> you know that I have big problems with law enforcement in these movies, mostly because they're like inept. Your jurisdiction doesn't make sense. Also, like, why is Paul Walker continuing to be a law enforcement officer when he like is just bad at it? Like and all the time. Like so he got fired from the LAPD and he like the cat's Oh, home. the cat's coming in. Um, so he gets fired from the LAPD because he let Dom go and all of that jazz. And then he like is like off and being his own man in Miami. And now mm-hmm. he's back to being FBI. But the FBI would never hire somebody with a record and somebody who had been fired from a police department who had let a perpetrator go. Like they would never do that. Yeah. And and so he's a he's like FBI now, and he's also just bad at it. Well, then at one point they're like. You know, we didn't reinstate you for da da da, but they don't explain why they reinstated him. And reinstated means like he was working there before, and in the original movie he was never FBI. Yeah. So that was there's a huge jur like again the jurisdiction doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and I'm gonna I keep banging on this on this audition race, but after the audition race, he's doing his real race, and the cops are on the phone on like the wire with him being like. You just broke three, yeah, traffic laws. Like, where were you when he was doing his audition race? You <laughs> had the, the tracker in the car, thing. right? Yeah, he had the tracker of the car. So once again, the cops are just there when they want to add a bit of tension. They're just like, oh, the cops should say something. Also, like, so I don't. Did he get fired after? Like, because there's like traffic cam um, stuff of you and Dom driving around, and your orders were to bring him in, and then he didn't. And did he mm. get actually fired for that? Or I thought he got fired for something a little bit later. Like, you oh, disobeyed a direct order. Like, how was there no repercussion in your professional life? Was he fired, or was he like put he on? He was put on leave. like leave. Yeah, give me your gun and your badge type of thing. Yeah, which also, like, doesn't make sense. And then he also, like, unlawfully, like, crosses the Mexican border and brings this guy back from Mexico, which is, like, <sighs> cool for the story, but also, like, you can't do that. Sure you can. Unless you have, like, a... I think I think you need a warrant, though, that will allow you to, like, extradite them from... Oh, he wasn't acting as a cop. This is... Uh, wait, di- um, okay, so... Now I'm very excited to see the next movie, whether or not he's actually law. En- also, just stop trying to be law enforcement, man. Just stop trying to do it. That's kind of what they dumb. did in this movie, right? Ugh. The sister was like, you seem like maybe you're a bad guy who's trying to be good. Yeah. Because um, the movie can't decide whether it wants. Like, Vin Diesel's obviously a bad guy who's. Quote, unquote, bad guy. He's yeah. got his code. He's got his code. That's the one thing Dom taught me, you know? You always live by a code. What's your code? I'm working on it. <laughs> it's because we, we don't know if you're actually a good guy or a bad guy, Paul Walker. Yeah. Well, he's a white guy. It's, it's he's, the, he's the conduit. It's also the issue that a lot of people have with white guys. It's like, are you good or are you bad? <laughs> the answer is most of the time they're bad. 
that's Paul Walker. There's just propaganda segment there. No, it's Brian O'Connor. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I thought the I thought the killing Letty. To me, that was an interesting move, in that it was so abrupt. It was it was like the class. It was like the, the sleeping with Eva Longoria scene. Right. Where it's like what did they not have enough footage? Did they edit this out? Like what's going on? I feel like in the original version of the script, Letty died earlier or even before the movie um but they had to bring michelle rodriguez in for the for the trailer because she died so early like she had like two scenes and then he just goes away and then they just call him up and be like by the way she's dead and it was so surprising you even were like didn't realize it was her at first I thought it was Mia. I was confused because he's like, oh, Mia, I told you not to go. They murdered her. And I was like, wait, is this Letty telling that they murdered Mia? It was a little unclear. Um, I also just have like a big problem with the way that Dom left. He's like, I'm going to I'm dangerous. So I'm going to leave and I'm not going to give you a choice or agency in this relationship at all. So bye. Michelle Rodriguez called him out on it. Right. She's like, how long have we been doing this? And why? What changed now? But he still left. And then she yeah. like goes back to LA and the reason why she gets murdered is because like she's doing all this stuff to try and like clear Working with the cops. Uh like to clear Dom's name so he can like come home. Yeah. Which is like very sweet. And I think that's actually kind of pretty I didn't see that coming at all, actually. It was a good twist, right? Um, like it actually Yeah. Was an interesting like she's she's working behind his back. Also, like she's smart. Cops, like like that was the thing that was I think I found really frustrating in the first movie where it's like, okay, so obviously this woman is like really smart and like really cool and like really hip and stuff like that because if she wasn't then Dom wouldn't be with her for this long. Yeah. But we never really got to see that. Like she was yeah. only kind of like she had like these kind of brief moments where I was like, Okay, so like you could be an interesting character, but they're not giving you anything to work with. Right. And here she was an interesting character because she's actually the one on the truck, like yeah, doing, doing all stuff. the hammer and all this other kind of stuff and like yeah. She's kind of like a partner in crime in this really great way. And then she just like dies, but she like dies in the service of like her relationship with Dom, which I actually thought was kind of cool. But I'm still mad that he left where he's like, again, not giving you any agency. I'm making the decision for both of us, which is like shitty to do, especially if you're in a relationship well, and that's since high school. Well, that's why I think that that was kind of added on as a, we need we need her in this. Because it was so unjustified, and they even have a character call out. Like, it's very rare to have a character call out another character for the lack of logic in their action and be like, but actually, why are you doing this? This is making no sense. Yeah. Um, it's like a f- breaking the fourth wall question, right? She's like, but we've been doing this for a while, and nothing's really changed. Why are you just doing this? The only the answer is that because the movie started. Right. Right. That's the answer, is because we're watching the movie, and the movie is the scenes that we see in his play are always the ones that are different than normal. Right. And if the normal setting is them running from the cops, now that we're watching, something's changed. And th- what's changed is he now decides he has to leave. But there isn't an inciting incident beyond like, oh, this cop, the cops raided this, you know, this shop or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't good enough. But I think if you had, if you had taken that away, then you would have just had... You know, Vin is on a warpath because Letty got killed. Yeah. And I think that's what was, that's what the whole thrust of the film was. But they just had to add her at the beginning and it, was, it felt really slapdash and like band-aided on. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm also just bummed because I, I wanted to see more of that. And now she's like dead. And then like for some, like, and Mia's back, which is like, okay. But I also like think that, I didn't, didn't recognize her at all. They didn't. Well, th- she's got bangs now. No, yeah, that's <laughs> um, what it is. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Um, she's got bangs now. Um, it's just like a very like like it's like also I think a lot of her decisions don't make sense either. Like Dom leaves, so she just has the house, and what has she been doing for five years? Yeah, unclear. Unclear. And then she's also kind of like like you didn't slap Paul Walker at all when you saw him. Mm. I mean, I guess you can't slap an FBI agent, but like. It was also kind of like, she's just like, yeah, well, you know, my brother, I'm going to call him and all this stuff. They killed Letty. So, like, Letty was obviously around. I guess she was, like, living with Letty when she came back because yeah. she was working on the car or whatever. It right, was just, like, yeah. very unclear. And I was like, why are you here? Is it because you need, like, somebody 
gift for like Dom to come back to and like not be alone. That's a good point. And like I guess you also need that kind of like tension between like Well, we needed to see her as well after being like what happened to her and Right. Kind of like what's I thought it was funny that when Dom and O'Connor become friends then like she comes home and then O'Connor and her hook up at this exact same time. Like, oh, you're back. Okay, cool. So like we're we're all back. Yeah. Doubling down. Well, no, he was back before. He came back separately and then they came back as friends or whatever. And then they hooked up and then they went out to the garage to like hang with Dom because Dom obviously knew they were hooking up in the kitchen because it's like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? It's great. And then... And then he, like, goes through Letty's stuff and, like, finds the cell phone and then calls the last number and it ended up being... O'Connor. O'Connor. Is it O'Connor or O'Connell? I thought it was O'Connor. Eh, probably. Right. I don't know. White guy. Um, let's see. O'Connor. Okay. That's what it is. Um, yeah, he sucks. I like, the, I like the intros. I felt like the, the part of it that did feel like um, a reboot was the opening scenes for Paul Walker and for Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And Han was just there randomly. And some like random Mexican guys or, or Latino guys who just like Never disappeared. Again. Yeah, they were just like there twice. Um, those intros I felt like could have worked. You could put, you could edit those into the first movie and it would still work fine. Yeah, that's true. Like, it was very much, I feel like, uh, something that was like a scrapped draft of the intros for the first movie that they didn't have budget to do. Mm. Like, we're going to open on this, like, the Men in Black chase scene. Like, have you seen Men in Black recently? Not in a long time. But yeah, because it's, it's uh, when he's still with the cops before he joins Metal, like... NYPD, Black, yeah. Right? yeah. Will, Will Smith is NYPD and he's r- chasing down what turns out to be an alien on foot and that's the whole thing is like wow he chased this like alien down on foot but it's this whole scene where he's like just chasing and will smith is making it funny Mm -hmm. but it's an opening scene to show how good of a cop he is that he's chasing this guy down right and it's a a classic i can't see any movie opening with a foot chase especially if it's a cop without thinking of that men in black opening Mm -hmm. because the men in black does it so well and it's just that's the opening is after the cold open with like the immigrants on Men in Black, you have this foot chase with Will Smith. And that was exactly what Paul Walker was doing, was this foot chase. And it, to me, that made so much more s- sense in a way than the track driving in the first movie. Interesting. Like, this one is, like, he's... it's w- like Because it's very easy to just kind of give a guy a car and just be like, yeah, he owns a cool car, he knows how to drive, we'll see it for the rest of the movie. But to show, like, no, he's this crazy cop who's willing to chase some dude down and be a bit rough and, like, yada, 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 that kind of explains a lot of, like, oh, he's a cop, he's a quote-unquote good cop. Yeah, he also, I don't think, arrested the guy, did he? No, he just, he just asked like, him some questions. He just, like, asked him some questions after he, they jumped off a building, he and he definitely, like, yeah. should have, like, broken lots of bones in that. Oh, yeah, that was the best. Yeah, and they crushed just, the like, car, left. and he's just totally fine and putting a gun in his face, Nick. Yeah, and then he like I guess it's like a whole set of two words like this is gonna be our bad guy for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mexican uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, and this yeah exactly. But I I liked like I liked that opening. It was like a high budget opening of this foot chase, and the and the Dom opening car. Now in the first movie they're like trying to hide the identity in a way of who those people are robbing the trucks. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think this is why Michelle Rodriguez just felt so much more part of it. Cause like it was the two of them in the car and they were doing the plan and she's getting on the truck and then getting off. Yeah. And she just felt like when they were doing it, it felt like they were a team mm-hmm. and it was like, they've done this before and they know what they're doing and they trust each other and she's a badass and he's a badass And like, it's this power fantasy of driving and kind of going towards mission impossible, James Bond absurdity in terms mm-hmm. of the skill level. But it was also fun to kind of see, like, oh, yeah, they're badasses. Like, they can do this stuff. And Oh, right. She is a badass. Yeah. Not only can she fix cars, but, like, she can do these things. She was also super ripped in this movie. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah, she's, well, she's always been ripped. 
where she's I well, mean, she was because I guess this was this is what we were saying eight years after. Yeah, eight years yeah, after the original. Because I feel like she was p- quite young in the first one. Yeah, um, I feel like it was one of her early ones. Yeah. Oh, and then Gal Gadot shows Gal up. Gal Gadot shows up and is like, bam. She's, just like, s- she's like... Still learning English. Still learning English. <laughs> she also is like gets brushed off by Dom, which I very much appreciate. And also, so like, that doesn't go after Paul Walker. Like, S- This is what I'm talking about, though, right? I love when writers are just like, uh, how do we show this guy's cool? Just throw a lot of women at him. Like, for no reason. Just have all the women always want him. Like, he's walking down that club, and there's, like, Paul Walker's walking by himself, and they cut to Dom, and there's, like, three women on his shoulders. He's <laughs> just, like, every time. And yeah, Gal Gadot just, like, the first time she talks to him, she gives him her number. Yeah. Right? And she's always, like, putting herself up on Vin, and he's like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not into this. Which is, yeah, to show off how awesome he is. I guess is the idea. But it's just funny when you just throw women at male characters. Well, he's also like funny. quite bold because he like doesn't call her and then calls her when he needs something. She's like, this is not what I had in mind. And you do that. Yeah. Um, and then at one point he like saves her life. And then he's like, oh, I owe you my life. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, she comes back. She comes back? Yeah. Uh, I actually kind of liked her as like this or, like this person in your ear like and like being like okay you have this many seconds and like that kind of I really liked her project managing me with vibe. Right. Yeah. No, she's I mean that is kind of the weird thing about these franchises and and Tokyo Drift stands out in a weird way I was thinking about it was Tokyo Drift has no one who's gone on to success as like a franchise actor like a no, that guy is NCIS now. The main character is like literally the like second build person in NCIS. Okay. He's in like every episode. So you have to excuse my my not my not acknowledging NCIS. And you're also refusing to acknowledge the guy who is from Home Improvement that I don't remember his name. Jo- not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but the older brother from Home Improvement. He had his whole like career before that movie. Right, but we're talking about careers after this movie. Oh, no. And Gal Gadot's gone on to Wonder Woman. Right. You know, like Which is it's huge. It's absolutely huge, right? She's gone on to. Is this like her first role? Is this like her breakout role? Is this where everyone's like, "Oh my god, like so pretty"? Is it like a Megan Fox moment with Transformers, where you're like, "Hey guys"? I mean, she definitely was a model before this. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, singer, martial artist, model, actress um, on IMDb. Her yeah. first. It was like her third film. Oh, she was only like a dancer and then like an unnamed person. Yeah, so it was like her first. It was her first big kind of speaking role. Yeah, definitely. It definitely was. So this was very much like a big. And it was a great gamble for Fast and Furious because she's super on brand in terms of that like ethnic hot girl woman. Um, But she killed it. And I think they bring her back. Yeah, she's back in Fast 5, Fast 6, Fast 7. Also, no midriff, I don't think. Uh, she was for like her? pretty appropriately dressed most of the time. She was, yeah. Which I, like, commend them for. Sorry, it's just like everyone else around them is, like, walking around, like, super... In one of these movies, the more clothes you have on, the more lines you're likely to have. Yeah. And the more of a character you're likely to be. Yeah, that's true, because Michelle Rodriguez, even then, except there's that moment where they're on the beach or whatever, and she's in, like, short shorts and, like, some sort of, like... But, I mean, they're on a beach, so, like, it makes sense in the story and stuff, but it's weird, because you have all of the characters who are, like, the women who have lines and, like, actual character um, are, like, usually, like, quite um, well-dressed, and even Mm -hmm. though, like, even they have midriff or whatever and all that jazz, but it's, like, you know, the 2000s, and then you have all of the other women around that are just, like, how tiny could you make your clothing without anything popping out? Yeah, exactly. It's, like, kind of insane. That's the movie. But I'm I'm kind of here for that. Like, I mean, I don't know, as long as nobody got, like, felt uncomfortable or anything like that, like, I, I get it. It's a successful franchise. It seems like everyone's happy with, with watching it. Yeah, there's also, like, no, like, Gal Gadot was, like, interested in Vin Diesel, but, like, 
she didn't get any action either. Like, she didn't have any, like, boyfriends or, like, guys, like, trying to go after her. Like, she was kind of this, like, very independent, competent woman, which I, like, very much enjoyed. And also, like, this bold woman who's like, I'm going to take my own sexual agency and go after that man. Oh, he doesn't want me. And she, like, respects it. Which That's a good like, point. I just, I don't know. I, I very much appreciate Gal Gadot's character. I mean, I think it's kind of silly that all of a sudden she was willing to throw a boss under the bus because he, like, saved her life. But, um... Well, but I yeah. also kind of like that unlike Eva Longoria like she wasn't sleeping with her boss yeah like the Eva Longoria cop that was the whole weird thing was like oh she's totally sleeping with this guy as her cover trust her yeah and it was this whole like kind of extra thing of like she can't be a competent spy without sleeping with the guy yeah and Gal Gadot's there's nothing about that with her and her boss and they're just kind of like no she can be a competent part of his business just by being competent. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be a sex object for her boss. Yeah. So her sexuality gets to be her own and she gets to do what she wants with it, which is that whole thing with Vin Diesel. So that that is an interesting evolution of this female Do character. they have a female writer at the table? I feel like that's what happens when you have female writers at the table. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Chris and Gary Scott. No. Chris Morgan and Gary Scott Thompson. Gary Scott Thompson, I think, was the guy who wrote the first one, right? And he he wrote all he created oh, all the it characters. Says characters, yeah, yeah. So the characters by so I think Chris Morgan wrote it. Justin Lin. What else did Justin Lin do? He's the director. Yeah. But I feel like I've heard his name before. I feel like he's done quite a, a number of things and this might have been his like first uh, did Space yeah. Jam a new legacy? <gasps> oh, uh, Space executive Jam. producer. That's exciting. Um, there's a lot of TV. Oh, he did Star Trek. Produced a bunch of stuff. He comes back for a few. So he has a director. Fast Ten. Oh, he did Fast and Furious: to Tokyo Drift. That's why I recognize his name. Star Trek Beyond, True Detective, a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tokyo Drift as well. So like that makes sense. And Fast Five and Fast Six. Well, I he had a good run that there. Tokyo Drift was his kind of like audition piece that were like, oh, we like working with this guy. Because I think he did a really good job in that movie. I think he did better yeah. than um, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, I yeah. mean, I also just hate Too Fast, Too Furious. I think it's silly. It's bad. Um, so it makes sense that they, and they, I think they, he also did Community. Because they, what? he directed for the show Community. Oh, that's awesome. Only three episodes. Three episodes, but still. But um, he, so Tokyo Drift, like you can tell that kind of the aesthetic kind of mapped over in terms yeah. of like the way that a there weren't those like silly cut scenes with the let's look at their face let's look at this like like he didn't he he mm-hmm. incorporated the same type of like stunt driving and kind of storytelling using other items rather than like kind of cutaways to their face and stuff like that yeah um that we saw in tokyo drift and um fast too fast too furious no um where we're at fast and furious sorry mm-hmm. um so i think I think that makes sense. I also, I like, I, yeah, I, I, I commend him for his work and direction in these movies that are far more entertaining and interesting, particularly when it comes to, like, the actual driving piece. This one was definitely, like, a big step in a new direction. The thing that stood out to me the most was the driving has now become otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Like, they go into this underground cave. Yeah, it's the tunnel between the border. It's under the right. Border. Which, there's a lot of lack of logic for me. Like, they go into the underground cave and a helicopter's coming, but they have to get out. Even though the helicopter is going to check the area that they went into the tunnel at? No out of the tunnel so they were doing a thing where i think they were noting that there was a bunch of cars on the other side of the border and they let the other side of the border know and the helicopter was coming by and they need to get around this corner so their lights don't show on the road on the other side of the i didn't get it at all i didn't because to me it was like you have sector one and sector two Mm -hmm. one being in mexico two being in america they see something in sector one like heat signatures, but mm-hmm. then like they get into the tunnel before they can see anything. So they bring the aircraft to check it out. Mm-hmm. But they're driving to sector two. So they're bringing the aircraft to check out sector one or sector two. I thought they were bringing the aircraft to check out sector one. 
and then but they're driving to sector two so why do they need to hurry like they're already out of there that's what i was well, they're not though because like they're if they find them coming in the border illegally then a they find the tunnel which is bad and right. b like um they'll be like oh they're like smugglers because they had the heat signatures and the thing is too is like you could they probably have stuff trained on the border where they're like if even if you're in america they're probably like oh there's heat signatures in mexico coming towards the border and then they just disappear like well that's what happened and they got away with it yeah (laughs) but they have to get around the the mountain because then they're like oh there's these heat signatures they have to call in air support yeah and if they if they found anything then they were calling ground support which is like gal gadot was like you have to when they did call in ground support but they were already gone by that point like that was the last thing that the cops said right they're like well we can't see anything bring in ground support and they're already like we're watching them drive off i don't know but that aside that tunnel was the smallest tunnel you could ever drive through that was all cg yeah because they're such good drivers that's that's where what i realized today was or yesterday watching it was that like we've gone in we've we've crossed that barrier Mm -hmm. in this film where it's not just good driving like tokyo drift was really good driving this is superhuman perfect driving like they're driving through this tunnel at crazy speeds taking turns when the width of the tunnel is one lane sometimes two lanes with like supports in between yeah and they're able to like sweep between those supports without touching them and like bang each other between the lanes without touching the supports that they're passing at 80 miles an hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're making turns at 80, 100 miles an hour in a lane that has zero wiggle room. Mm -hmm. Like, they're perfect drivers. Like, at this point, the driving has reached a level of perfection that the movie relies on it. And it's so now beyond real. Like, it's not even possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> no, but I just but wanted to point. I just wanted to point that out because we've now yeah. breached that barrier, and from now on, the rest of our driving is going to get more and more into this, which is like, forget about any realism in the driving. The driving is now just a cipher for action. I feel like I crossed that barrier in Too Fast, Too Furious when they drove a car onto a boat. See, that was, but that, that was ridiculous, but it was also like the end of the movie and it's just like, they drove it into a boat, it landed on the boat and then it was just like, all right, it's kind of done. Yeah, but I also feel kind of like, you know, I feel like that would be A, very hard to do. Sure. Um, And like B, you're like trying to do this thing that's like, you're in this thing that's like moving really fast and you have to like ramp off of this thing at the exact right angle to get it on this boat that is also moving and rocking and all of these kind of things. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I've just like that, that's when my like kind of faith in like the driving erased. To me, it was really, it was really these caves because the driving, like the, the jump onto the boat to me, it's like speed with the bus. Like they do that crazy right. jump over the gap, and it's yeah. just like I'll give them that. Like I'll gi- I'll give you a one or two ridiculous stunts that you want to do, like driving. Even in the first movie, driving under the truck that they had to raise up. Yeah, right. The like how to stunt of that is really cool. Right, and which I never actually got to see, but you were saying. Um, but I think the how like to do a stunt like that is you're like if you break it down, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't actually. That's not possible, or that's too hard. But when you just do it like a quick one like that, you're like, okay, that is cool enough and it moves things forward and like we're having fun. Yeah, but they actually did that stunt. Like that's a real stunt. Yeah, but they had to raise the bed and it wasn't like a real truck. Like, right. You know what I mean? But like they're, but they did it and they're like, okay, we're done. And with the car driving into a boat, like obviously you have to set up the ramp and everything has to be perfect. And it's like, but sure, we're doing it. I mean, the opening scene, an example of this perfect driving, the opening scene, they like do these crazy u- uh, fishtail into reverse, mm-hmm. back up, and then they lower yeah. uh, something to hook on. They lower that and they perfectly grab yeah. um, the bumper the or whatever, the hitch. That to be able to drop that perfectly at 100 miles an hour or whatever on a, a backwards 
That's perfect driving. Like that, there's absolutely perfect driving. They do it twice, and then like so. This movie is just like every single part of the driving is perfect. There's no more. Yeah. Like, it's not even like anything is impressive. I think that's what kills me is that like there's no more impressive driving because they all are doing things that are inherently require perfection. Right. In the first, in the second movie, when he when Paul Walker drives backwards in the middle of the highway as like a fuck you or like a show off thing, it's kind of like wow he's that good that he's gonna do that and it's a bit absurd. But you're also just like okay this is ridiculous. But every little aspect of the driving now requires such skill and precision that nothing else can mean anything. Like, there can't be any tension in, on yeah. anything because everything they do is perfect. But they kind of, like, show that, though, because there's, like, people that crash and die, like, every time they do anything like that, where it's, like, now we know that Dom and uh, O'Connor are so perfect that they can get through these things versus, mm-hmm. like, even in the audition race, you had those two guys that died. And even in the tunnel, like, a huge amount of people, like, um, crashed and, like, died. And, like, the tunnel, like, was collapsing and stuff. So I think it it's meant to kind of elevate the the perfect the quote unquote perfect driving mm-hmm. of of like Dom and not Toretto his name is Dom Toretto mm-hmm. um, and O'Connor um, because you have these people that are trying to do the same things that they are and they're dying right or crashing um, right I guess that's a good comparison yeah and they're also giving so the 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 Mexican guys the two like unnamed Mexican guys in the first scene where they were like putting the thing on the hitch, like they were giving him shit where they're like, are you going to get it the first time? Like, are you, cause like last time it took you like four times or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were giving them shit and then they got it right on the first try. Yeah. And it's like, cause they got to keep moving the scene forward. They're yeah. not going to do it two or three times. But it is, I like, I, s- I see your point. Like I, I totally get that where it's like nothing that they do is like, of course they can, like it's at the point where it's like, yeah, of course they can do that because like they're these like uh, expert drivers that like literally can't fuck up at all. Um, but then you have like these group of people and it's always the bad guys that are like not quite good enough. Well, and I think what's also weird is that like, where is their skill level is always good enough to get the job done even if it's this absurd impossibility of like driving mm-hmm. full speed through a tunnel that's yeah. really small but then when it comes to doing something like the precision of driving through that tunnel is like you even go slightly one wrong direction you smack a wall and then you're done right mm-hmm. and this is talking about these made up race set of scenario in fast and furious it just kind of had a self-aware moment um <laughs> <laughs> but when when Dom or any like when Dom is driving close to Michelle Rodriguez to like pick her up, the precision to be able to like get close enough to a moving vehicle to like grab her hand, yeah, it's like well that should be fully doable then, like because you're that good, like you should be able to, you should be able to like pin a piece a sheet of paper between you and a moving truck with the side of your car because you're that precise, you should be able to do it going backwards. Right. They did that in the first movie, though. No, I guess he wasn't driving. He was backwards. That's true. He was backwards this time. But there was a guy who was hanging off. Remember the, the douchebag from the first movie? And he was, like, hanging off the truck, and his arm was stuck on the cable or whatever. And, like, like then Paul Walker is, like, jumping to go, like, help him cut him off and, like, all of this stuff. And, like, then they, like, moved him to another, like... And, uh, like, I also feel like that stunt is, is they do that a lot. In, I guess not oh. driving backwards, though. I mean, jumping from car to car is always, like, a stunt. It's, like, a great stunt because mm-hmm. it's a real stunt you can do. You can always make it seem faster than you are because of camera positioning and speed, mm-hmm. playback speed. Um, and with safety lines and stuff, you can, like, go yeah. pretty fast. And it's a great fucking stunt. But it's just one of those things where, like, the reality of the stunt, if you're doing it real... It's such a hard stunt that you can't do it as cleanly as we've established Dom and O'Connor can drive in this world. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. I, I don't disagree Because no one's with that good point. of a driver. Um. Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess it's just, for me, it's getting to the point where it's like, when you're in an action movie and your lead action guy can do anything so they don't get hurt, and then the only time they do get hurt is because it has to affect the story. Right. So 
what's really nice and and this is it's a weakness but it's also like a power fantasy which is a feature but the weakness is that if you don't have any if a character doesn't have any weaknesses or doesn't have any character traits beyond amazing at things Mm -hmm. then they never lose any conflict in their area of specialty right um speaking specifically around fighting or driving and when they don't lose in their specialty then there's no reason to watch them yeah, but in this case, we have two people that are really, really great at driving, so it's yeah. constantly a pissing contest between them two. That's a huge fa- is, factor, yeah. Is, like, I think that's the it's only reason why it factor. kind of works in this realm, because you yeah. have, like, because they tried to do that with Roman Pierce in Too Fast, Too Furious, and yeah. it didn't really work all that well, but you kind of have this kind of, like, back and forth between Dom and, and O'Connor, where they're like, we're such good drivers, but who's actually better? It's like, we'll never know. That's actually a really good point, especially in this film. And we'll we'll come back to that point in other films because the, the superhuman driving remains, obviously, and how it applies to other films. But that's interesting about how it applies to this one. Another, It just reminded me of another reason why I thought Dom is chaotic good or chaotic neutral was um, they do the callback to the first film where it's like, now you owe me a 10-second car. Right. And then Dom just immediately robs a car and is like, here you go. <laughs> and it's just so perfect to me because that's a great example of I think like showing not telling of who this character is and how he lives mm-hmm. his life Dom is very honorable mm-hmm. and he is a man of his word and like he won't betray anyone and he'll um, make good on a promise or a debt in this case and if the debt is I owe you a car he's going to pay that car but unlike Paul Walker, like he's not necessarily going to do it in the honorable way. He's just going to like do it in whatever facilitates being free of that debt. Because he's also a guy who likes to live a quarter mile at a time. He likes to live without obligation. He doesn't want to owe anyone any- anything. Yeah. So he, he takes on the debt of I owe you a car and immediately pays it off by committing grand lar- grand arsony or la- uh, larceny auto um, grand theft auto there you go <laughs> <laughs> by committing grand theft auto it's grand larceny as well um but i just love that like i i thought that was a really good example of of how to show a character trait it was a funny scene but it's also just like really it's it it i it to me it's sung true of of who this dom character was like it really felt like it helped to represent who yeah. he was without having to create a stupid scene about it. And once again, like referencing the, you know, like uh, hit all these boxes yeah. in a very short amount of time and a short amount of dialogue. Yeah. Again, also returning to the models of the cars that everyone mm. was driving. Mm-hmm. You have Dom kind of driving his standard m- American muscle car. And then you have everyone else drives like Nissan's Nissan is like, I think the only, I mean, I think they, they list. So the, the woman, when she's doing the reference check on all of the cars for uh park, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel park, I think his name was Dan park. I don't right. Know, yeah. Whatever the suspect is, um, mm-hmm. who finds drivers for don't remember his name. Gilbert, Mexican Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they they list off a bunch of car models and names and all that jazz, which is like good on them. That means they probably have budget to name all of those things. Um, but the only people that are driving, I think the only like again the only logo that you really see or kind of like gets really named and is like brought up a thing where it's like, oh yeah, I would drive a Nissan or like I would drive this uh, is Nissan. But then you have Toretto, who's obviously not in. A Nissan, like he's in a. No, he's always in his American Muscle. American Muscle car, and like he gets them all. That where is he getting these cars from? Because he keeps blowing them up, and then he just keeps getting them. Where anyone gets their money, where anyone works on their cars. Um, I also really liked how Paul Walker gets to go to the impound. He's just like, "Give me this car, this car, this car, this car. I want all of them." And then the idea is that he scavenges from these cars to make himself a super hot rod. Mm-hmm. By like pulling, and if I knew cars, you could probably we could probably get a guy in who knew cars and was like, oh well, he took the spoiler from that model, he took the engine from that model, he took the transmission from that model. I'm sure there was logic behind it. Um, he used that body, you know, but he does all of that within the classic 24 hour montage of like I'm gonna make right. a car in 24 hours, 
which I, I really liked. Um, I think we're good. This is this was a great. You know, we've everything's got shiny. We got chromed up. Oh wow! Yeah, you went there. Um, I think the franchise kind of realizes what their cash cow is in terms of Vin Diesel, it's Paul Walker. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker—that's their cash cow. And the director. And the director, Justin Lin. Yeah, Justin Lin was killing it. Yeah. Uh, he's going to do the next few. I'm very excited. I I'm really enjoying his work. It's good. We're getting also into like the zenith of the franchise. Arguably one of the best or most I think Bill Simmons says this is his favorite coming up, Fast Five. Ooh. I think that's Bill Simmons' favorite of the series. Um I don't want to do too many spoilers and we're we're just about time to wrap up, but I did want to tell you on air next episode, uh we keep calling them episodes, but they're films. Next film we introduce Dwayne the Rock <gasps> Johnson. Oh, I'm so excited. So it gets very real. I'm we gonna get my bald men confused. Probably not. One is significantly shorter than the other. They they play them to look the same height. Ooh. And which is a big part of it. And there's a whole thing which I don't know how much we're interested to get into, but there's a lot of like celebrity gossip contra uh, conflict between Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Um, I think it's because they're both kind of leading male action stars. I'm not sure how much of it is real, but what I have heard that I do kind of believe in is that they have fights throughout the movies, mm-hmm. um, and they actually work with the choreographers, each of them, like annoyingly, so that neither of their characters wins or loses the fight. Like they literally have to go punch for punch and like blow for blow so that like the fights seem even because Dwayne Johnson his brand can't be seen to lose a fight but Dom Toretto can't lose a fight so it's this I don't know how much it goes into reality there's a lot of like rumors and stuff well Join us next week because I'm definitely going to be talking about the bromance that is developing, how much I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and probably how shitty law enforcement is in whatever movie is going to be next with law enforcement. Well, I feel like Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be in law enforcement because Paul Walker can't go back to... Dwayne The Rock Johnson represents law enforcement. Okay, that's good because Paul Walker can't do it. We've already... like He just can't go back anymore. He's bad at it. They need to fire him forever. The last scene is him... Breaking Dom out of a prison bus. Yes. It's an unresolved scene. So something tells me that, yeah, he maybe, l- maybe he gave up his job in law enforcement doing that prison break. Anyway, yeah. Uh, come, come hang out with us next week. Yeah, so come hang out with us next week. We're going to watch Fast Five. Ooh. Um, shit's getting real. So, you know, until next week, uh, buckle up. <laughs> Bring him up, Dom. Oh, God. Don't drop me. That's all I know. Bring him up. You here to take me in, O'Connor? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shut up. But he was my friend, too. You weren't anyone's friend. Yo, did you guys talk about this later? I pulled my hands up. She was running for this guy, Braga, and things went bad. Please. I'm going to get these guys, Dom. Now let me do my job and bring him up. I'm gonna kill this Brock. Oh, God! And anyone else who gets in my way.